close your eyes. Allow your mind to start reflecting upon itself. Don't shy away from the deep thoughts. Embrace them. Embrace your natural curiosity and enjoy the vision you see of yourself being in the position you've always wanted to be in. It's the feeling you get when you walk through Penn Station, listening to your favorite song. While everyone is running frantically around, it almost feels as though it is your world, and they are just background characters stumbling around in it. They're the supporting cast, but you are the star. You are why everyone is here. Open your eyes. Looking right at you are two ocean eyes, blue to the core, with a sparkle in them that instills a sense of fire, confidence, and interest within you. It's not quite Zoolander's blue steel look, but it is a glimmering look, one that smirks as it sees right through you, grinning as if it knows something that you haven't even figured out yet. There's a power to him. In all the oddness and chaos that lives within his mind, there's a strength in ambition and motivation driven towards ultimate achievement. It's confusing and complex. It doesn't make sense, but there is a certain feeling, indescribable by human language, that fills the body with an aura of excitement, hope, and anticipation. It is an anticipation for greatness, for the beauty of an amazing experience that lies ahead. The money, the girls, the clothes, the cars, the fame. It is nothing to the ego of someone craving nothing but attention for the sake of attention itself. Anything is achievable. Any task that the mind is put towards can be accomplished without falter. It is not a matter of if, but a matter of what and when. It is not a matter of why, but a matter of where and how. The inevitable success has always lingered ahead. But at the end of the trip, the horse eventually does eat the dangling carrot in front of it. The look is iconic. The style, identifiable. The face is infatuating. The body, fitting. The mind is powerful and the words are memorable, but the persona, it is unique, incredible, and remarkably unforgettable. It's a mirror. You're looking at yourself. You are Drew Carrick and everyone else is not. You're listening to The Drew Carrick Show, a variety show format podcast that could literally be about anything. Hosted by polymath rapper Drew the Character, let's see if we can bring comedy, philosophy, entertainment, and intellect together as one. Hello and welcome to The Drew Carrick Show, uh, or whatever we decide to call it by the time you're actually listening to this. Uh, Even picking the name was something of great difficulty for me. And it hasn't even been decided yet at the moment that I'm recording this. And the reason being is because I am a polymath. I am quite literally a little bit of everything. And it makes it really difficult to focus and channel energy on any one thing. Uh, If you listen to my Spotify account, which is under Drew the Character, The reason it's called Drew the Character is because there's all these different characters that I can portray. And so you have songs like Jewel Kid, which is making fun of and playing off of kids who are vaping and kids have never smoked a cigarette a day in their life are vaping and addicted to vaping, namely Jewels. And then you follow that up with a song, White Clawmas, which is a satire 
uh, almost like a Weird Al sort of version uh, promoting White Claw, which no, I did not get paid or sponsored to do that. I just did it because I really liked White Claws and <laughs> who doesn't? Um, and then you have Shoulda Took a Back Road, which is a direct Weird Al parody play on Sam Hunt body like a back road because he got pulled over for DUI and obviously should have took a back road. Just kidding. Don't drink and drive people. Um, you know, all these different personalities and then you, you get it to then to finally, uh, over the course of the entire quarantine building this sort of life is canceled EP, which was my most recent release. And it's a much deeper and different side of me. And I guess if you go back before that, you have Elon Musk, uh, which is almost, it's a six, nine song. I was very much so in a six, nine mood when I wrote that, but it just goes to show it's really whatever mood I'm in. That's the, the song that I write. If I'm, if I'm in a playful and entertaining and funny mood, I'll write a funny song. And I have a bunch of funny songs written that are really ready to go that you know, I, I have some, some are in draft form, some are fully recorded, some still need to get produced, some are just concepts, but I have a bunch of funny songs that I'm ready to release, including parodies and originals. So the originals would almost be like a Lil Dicky style. And then I have funny or not funny, but more fun party type songs. Like, uh, I'm, I'm in a music group called the binge drinkers and we haven't released anything yet, but I have we have one completed song, which is really good. It's a bop. And I have a couple other songs that are fully drafted and and conceptualized. And it's just a matter of actually getting to the recording studio and getting them produced. Um, and again, those are sort of like more fun, like you'd hear them on the radio, those style types of songs. Um, and then, of course, like I said, you have Life is Canceled, the EP, which is a very Tom McDonald, I would say, style type of uh, album. Or music project, whatever you want to call it. It's four songs and two spoken word pieces. So the, the poetry is in there to sort of showcase my poetic skills for one, but it's also on rather deep topics that don't necessarily fit into a rap song per se, um, though they were originally intended perhaps to be a rap song. Uh, but even the doing the spoken word poetry is something that comes naturally to me. So I could have used that as a route. I could say, well, I'm going to become a spoken word poet and maybe that's that's my niche and that's what I'll go for. Uh, the point is, is that this this element of being a character, of having all these different personas, pseudos, personalities, and some might say that means you're schizophrenic or you have multiple personality disorder, definitely possible. <laughs> I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, but it, it's really difficult to define what is it that my brand is. Who are you? Who is Drew the character? And all I've gotten so far is a passionate polymath. Uh, for those of you that don't know, a polymath is someone who is a jack of all trades. They're skilled at everything. And it's not just when it comes to, oh, well, you could do different types of songs. It's quite literally everything. I excelled in school, not to brag, I guess humble brag, right? Um, high IQ, but it was, you know, athletically, I am above average at every sport and I'm not professional level by any means at any sport, but I'm better than most people at every sport. Um, I will be in that top percentile, no matter what activities that you put me in, 
I'm not good enough at all to be the best. It's the classic jack of all trades, master of none complex. But I sort of learned to embrace this notion that I am multiple, multi, a multi-potentialite, talented in multiple areas. And that's why I guess when I was a kid, I wasted my master ball in Pokemon on a Ditto because I felt very relatable to Ditto because Ditto could be any Pokemon and he wasn't actually able to be fully skilled as every Pokemon, but he could become and look like every Pokemon. And that's sort of what the character that is me, the character, is all about and I embrace. I've always had this ability to be both left side and right side. And but the but like I said, the polymath isn't just limited to, oh, well, they're just, you know, they're creative and they're also professional. Like they can use both sides of the brain. Yes, I can do that. But like I said, it's every little area. I am a philosopher. I'm a writer. I'm a rapper. I'm a speaker. I'm a entrepreneur. I'm a CPA. I'm an MBA. I can teach. I can swim. I can drive a boat. I can party. I'm normal. I have friends. I get with girls. (laughs) So you have this dynamic and all over the place personality where I can't pick necessarily a route which best defines me, best defines who I am, best explains the type of person I am, the type of brand I am, what my audience should even be. Who should and who is the audience for somebody that touches on quite literally every single topic? I mean, we as a society have moved into this specification. Everybody's a specialist in something. You go to your tax guy to get your taxes done. You have a lawyer who handles legal issues. You have a plumber who does just the plumbing. You have a different person that does the electrical work. You don't have one person who builds the entire house. Typically, Um, it's a, a whole team of people who are specialists because you want somebody who's the best at doing whatever whatever uh, task is at hand, that's what they specialize in doing. And that way you get the best result. And it also helps to lead to a more efficient result and a more effective result, I would say. So who is interested in hearing about somebody who is literally a little bit of everything, but not the best at anything? And that's the dilemma that I've always faced. I mean, I've, I've believed that if I was to pick one, perhaps I could be one of the best in that area or that discipline. And and I do believe that, but the issue is you need to be passionate about whichever topic it is that you're going into. And that's really where uh, FOMO comes in because I there's this opportunity cost. If I pick one, if I decide I want to be the best businessman, then I lose out on being an entertainer. And if I say I want to be the best comedian, I lose out on being this sort of intellectual and... um you know, reputable source of, of intellectual and academic knowledge. And that's just because that's how people view it. It's like, oh, that's the funny guy. Oh, that's the serious guy. That's the smart guy. That's the dumb guy. Um, but the ability to be all of these simultaneously, it doesn't really fit any category. And that's inherent of itself. It's not designed to fit any category. And I would argue that it's actually a necessary function, though, as frustrating as it is to be the person who's in that function, it is necessary because if you think about a business, you have the HR department, the finance department, the accounting department, the the IT tech department. Um, Maybe there's a development team. There's a marketing team. All these things have to work together in order to 
in order to function successfully. And when each group is off doing its own thing without considering the others, it usually leads to disaster or failure. And there's a lot of issues that come with that. So what a, what's my point there is having a polymath, having a multi-potentialite, having this sort of person that is a jack of all trades, it enables you to be like a translator of sorts. And I've written articles on this about the ability to have somebody who can translate if the marketing team just is only creatives and only designers and they go off and they say, well, this is what we're going to make. They have to run that by the finance team because if the money's not there or the return on investment's not there, then it's not really the best idea to do. Um, at the same time, you have the finance department or the HR department that says they want to have a certain list or they want to have uh, a certain report or query that can run. And they just tell IT, hey, we need you to make this. But they're not really considering what it takes for the IT team to make that because they don't speak IT language. They don't speak code. They don't know what's involved in that process. They just think, oh, well, I just needed to do this. And then, you know, here's the output. I just need this to turn red every time you push that button. Um, but they're not thinking about all the other elements that are, if, if this is the case, then this needs to happen. But they're not thinking about all the elements that build up that get to that result. They're not thinking about all of the, well, if this, then that, if this, then that, if this, then that, and all of these things must be true in order for this to happen and then making it actually happen and then coordinating that with the marketing team or the graphic designers to make sure that the button that's lighting up is looking the way that it's designed, that they want it to look and it functions in that sort of manner. So there's a lot that goes into it and every decision that's made involves a lot. And having somebody who can speak all those languages, who can relate to all the different areas and who can see the bigger picture because they're not so far in the details of any single part of the picture because that's inherent to who they are. They're not a master in the details of every of one specific area. Rather, they're looking at it from above and are able to see the entire picture. So that's my, that's my pitch, I suppose, for why polymaths are important and unfortunately are often overlooked in the 21st century, but let's look back to the, probably the most infamous polymath of all, Leon, um, Leonardo da Vinci. And that's quite literally what he was, is he was a little bit of, of everything from a, a businessman to a scientist, to an inventor, to an artist. You know, he was somebody to a writer, you know, he was somebody who was able to be great in so many different areas. And that's what made him such a prized individual. And that's what enabled him to leave the legacy that he did. So, like I said, it's not just a matter of being able to use the left and right side of the brain. It's not even be able, not necessarily just saying, oh, well, I'm dynamic. I can, I can sing, but I can also rap. No, it's, it's quite literally being all of these different characters, being a ditto in a sense, able to transform into any anything and replicate anything if, if you give me an artist and you say well can you make a song like them i can make a song like them if i sit down and i do it i can do it um and the final sort of element that i would call a polymath is they're a chameleon where not all of them are chameleons but if you are a successful polymath if you know how to be a polymath correctly then you can be a chameleon and you can blend into whatever scenery, whatever surrounding you're in. If you find a group of people and you say, I need you to fit in with these people, I will find a way to fit in with those people. So that is sort of how Drew the character came to be because it is this grouping of characters. It's multiple characters. It's not just 
one personality. It's not a one track pony. It's not, you're not going to come here and say, well, what type of, what type of artist is this? You know, oh, well, you know, MGK, you know, he used to be like a fast rapper, kind of like Eminem, but now he's more of like a, like a warp tour, you know, punk rock type of guy. Okay. So, so you know what it is when you're going to go to his page, what you're going to get. Uh, you know, when you go to Eminem's page, what you're going to get. Um, with most people, when you go to their page, you know what to expect. You know what they're, you're going to get. When it comes to me, and this is, like I said, a dilemma that I've constantly faced. And how do I brand myself? How do I put myself out there? Because people often don't want to hear all the different things. They want to go somewhere and know exactly what it is that they're going to get. That's why you order your subscription basis on Amazon. And you know that every month exactly what you're going to get. Um, people like that sort of sense of security, that pattern, that sense of regularity, of predictability. It's the rut that everybody everybody bitches and moans about, but at the same time, it's the rut that everybody loves to be in. And there is no right answer as, as far as approaching it. I mean, there is a level of comfort and satisfaction that comes with knowing what's ahead. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's interesting that people are often probed and they think about how they hate that life is just always a rut, yet they themselves continually and perpetually leave themselves in that rut, uh, almost subcon with the subconscious intentionally, subconsciously intentionally, they're putting themselves and leaving themselves in that rut. So there's really no, there's no correct answer as far as what is the right type of approach to, to branding yourself. I thoroughly believe that branding yourself is extremely important. Um, and for me, there is no single brand. It's the fact that I am multiple brands is my brand. The fact that I am this character of different personalities, that is my brand. Um, you, you heard it at the beginning with the shtick. Uh, that is my shtick. Uh, and, and a mentor of mine told me I needed to come up with one because He's like, until you look at yourself and realize who you are, then you're never going to be able to be anybody else. Um, and I've, I've spent my entire life trying to be everybody else. And, I, and it's not to say, oh, I'm trying to be popular. I'm trying to fit in. No, I've, I've been quite, quite the opposite. Uh, not very popular and, and quite literally not fitting in anywhere. Um, but by being everybody else, as in, I would mimic another another individual's life or I would aspire to be like somebody else as opposed to aspiring to be myself. And it wasn't until this year and like it probably has been for many people, 2020 has been a year of self-reflection and what better year to get clarity and vision than 2020. And, you know, that's why I started just putting out content, whether it's music or my DC weekly broadcast. And even that I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go. And did I want to go for a, a straightforward news broadcast with a slight little bit of condescending remarks in there, maybe like a Tucker Carlson, maybe I could sell myself to a Fox news or maybe, or maybe NBC might pull me on to be like a, a sort of moderate voice or slightly right voice. Um, maybe I, should go for a more daily show like a Trevor Noah and be more comical. Or I tried to delve into being a John Oliver and uh, a, a last week tonight. 
uh, create one of those shows, maybe a late night show. And all of it was things that I could do. And, and I had success in doing it. And people saw the shows and they said, wow, this is, this is really good. And people, some people shared it. And I had a lot of good comments, a lot of good feedback. Some people were confused. They're like, I'm not sure if I should be laughing or if I should be like nodding my head. Like, yes, this is really a good point that you're bringing up and a very serious thing that, that people need to hear. But again, it's because I am so split myself in trying to know who I am that it's hard for me to put out to other people, this is what I want you to see me as because I'm perfectly fine with with whatever sort of recognition comes my way. There's not necessarily a preference. I enjoy being intellectual, deep, philosophical. I wouldn't mind writing a book on on the philosophy of life and having that be the thing that I'm known for. Um, but at the same time, like I said, it's, it's, it's this FOMO, it's this opportunity cost where I'm like, yeah, but perhaps that's not what people are interested in. Um, so maybe I, I should do, I should be the next weird Al. I can be, a, I can be a weird Al easily. I grew up listening to weird Al. I can write a parody song in a day. I can have a whole entire album done within two months. Um, given that I have the resources to produce it. So I could do that. And again, it was the, well, do I really want to just be known as this parody artist? You know, cause that's, you know, who Weird Al is. And I mean, I'm sure people take him seriously in some other senses, but he has his niche. He has who he is. And that's how he's recognized and that's how he's seen. And perhaps he's completely embodying who he is 24-7 and, and that's his embodiment of who he is as a, as a person. But for for the character, for me, it's, again, that you end up just going, you're becoming a one-train pony. Um so there really was no no solution for how do I blend being somebody who is, wants to be a businessman and an entrepreneur and an Elon Musk who wants to be a Lil Dicky, who wants to be also at the same time as a Lil Dicky, also wants to be a G-Eazy and you know, more serious and rap about partying and, and, and some cool music videos and stuff, who also wants to be recognized at, for, for speaking at TED Talks and, and talking about philosophy of life and the importance of finding purpose or talking about technology and innovation and seeing what the future is going to look like with artificial intelligence and human computer interfaces um, and, you know, machine learning. It, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I started getting my PhD in information studies because I genuinely just love learning about the topics and I love discussing the topics. But again, then if if that's the route that I could have gone, I would have very much have loved to have been a doctor of a doctor of philosophy and information studies. That would have been terrific to be a PhD, um, and it's something I'd be proud of, and I would love to to, to flaunt around. But who wouldn't? Um, but at the same time, it's an opportunity cost of okay, well that's that's a five to six year sort of dedication that you're then putting forth to get this this degree. But is that really what you want? Or is it the result of what it will give you what you want? And it comes down to that question of what makes you happy. And that's something that is teased me for my entire life. What makes me happy? And people will tell me, they'll say, Drew, well, you just have to think if nothing else mattered, what would you want to be known for? What is the one thing that you're most passionate about? And I hate that question because the answer for me is everything. 
What do I want to be known for? I want to be known for everything, for being a polymath. What is Leonardo da Vinci known for? I'm, if I ask 10 different people, they'll each give a different answer. You can't even you can't even recognize and say this is what he was exactly because he was a little bit of everything. So what do I want to be? I want to be a little bit of everything. But the question is, how do you get there to being a little bit of everything? When there's so many avenues that you can take and oftentimes if you take one, you're not permitted on the others. You've chosen your route. And even if you can drive in a different lane, you're not allowed to drive in a different lane. So it's the approach is really how how do I present all of these characters in a way that is entertaining and engaging for people to watch or to listen to, is educational and understandable, is intellectual, and it touches on the deep and philosophical topics that our brains really do want to learn about, but we often block ourselves from learning about and discussing because it's painful to dive that deep. I've, I've been lost in the abyss before diving into really deep, deep conversations that in a sense can sometimes make you miserable because of how deep they get. You have to come up for oxygen. Um, but at the same time, most people would rather just tread and, and live up on the surface. You know, they'd rather just float on top and, and I'm not going down there. You know, it, it's dark and there's a lot to be discovered, but I don't, I don't care enough. I don't, I don't need to know about it. You know, so it's, 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 a, it's quite the dichotomy. It's quite the catch to present oneself with all of the different personalities that I possess and the different characters that I possess as a single human being and as a single person. So it's one thing to even make content, but it's another thing to even manage the content, to manage myself as an entity made up of so many subsidiary entities with no employees because it's just me. You want to make a podcast? We'll figure out how to do it. You want to make a music video? We'll figure out how to do it. You want to make a song? Figure out how to do it. You know, I don't know the first thing that I'd have to do to write a book. I mean, I guess, I guess I'd have to write it first, right? Um, but then it's, it's, you know, well, you have to find a place to get it published and what makes the most sense given the resources you have and given the amount of money you have, you know, can you afford to have copies made or do you have to maybe drop ship it where it only gets printed if someone orders it? And again, I'd love to make a book, but it's like, well, where do I dedicate my time? Do I dedicate it towards making videos, to making podcasts, to making songs, to writing, to being a thought leader to, to a company and rising in the ranks that way I have the money to fund some of the endeavors to being an entrepreneur and creating a business. And again, each one requires resources. It requires time and it requires effort. All of those, which I mean, you, none of them of which as anybody has an abundance of, you only have so much energy that you can give in a day. And you also only have so many hours you can give in a, in a day. So even if you had full energy, 24 seven, you still only have 24 hours in the day. And obviously, you know, you could try to sleep less and, but sometimes that'll make you less productive. Uh, but either way, you need to be able to, I don't know, you know, you could, you need to be able to, to focus on what is it that is going to be the path that brings you the most success in the time frame that you're looking for in the way that you want it. And for everybody else, that hopefully is an easier task. 
because you say, well, this is what I am. I'm, I'm an accountant. I want to be the best accountant, or I am a voiceover actress and I want to be the best voiceover actress, or I am a, I want, I'm a rapper and I want to be the next best rapper, you know, and this is my genre and you know what your genre is. I want, I want to be this person and you can give all you have and focus everything on just doing that. And everything you do is strictly focused on that. I want to be a model and you focus completely on getting your body in the best shape possible and linking up with photographers who can take your pictures and help present you as a model in the best way. Your Instagram is then filled with just pictures of you modeling. You have an end goal and you know how to get to it because you see what the end result looks like. I'm on a path where the end result is unknown. There is no modern day example of how a polymath grows and succeeds in their career as they go through life and reaches some sort of pinnacle of success in everything simultaneously. So I could go at one thing and then hope that I can bridge off and enter into the other realms because I'll have achieved the success that I needed in one and then I can go on to the next one. But how much life goes by that you're missing out because you're focusing only on one thing and that's the opportunity cost and the FOMO and that's how it all factors in. So there's really not any correct solution or correct answer, but I am Drew the character, I am a polymath and I'm a little bit of everything. And hopefully that little bit of everything is everything that you need.